What shall we say to that? Amen? In Jesus' name, we press on. I'd like to salute you with Happy Easter, but I have a better one. The one that we were raised to salute each other on Resurrection Day. In my hometown, people used to come to our house all the time, and brothers and sisters used to salute us and say, The Lord is risen. And the answer was from my dad and mom, He's risen indeed. So I want to salute you, and then you answer me. The Lord is risen. Amen. Is he? Is he risen in your life? Think of that. And I'm glad that he is risen in mine. I want to read a few verses uh, from the book of uh, Luke. The last chapter. 24. And before I do that, I want to say, we we can stop here, can't we? We had the message from the choir. And uh, there's a song that they sang. I think, who am I? And I had tears in my eyes. I don't know about you. This was an unbelievable choir this morning. As far as I am concerned, I don't know about you, but they touched my heart deeply. And I hope these songs will stay with you and with me as long as we live. These were beautiful songs. Let's give the choir and the director a hand all together, please. Amen. And thank you, Mike, for the narration. It was wonderful. So let's read about nine verses from chapter 24 of the Gospel of Luke, verse 1 through 9. Gospel of Luke, verse 1. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened that while they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling apparel. And as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember, How he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. And they remembered his words. And returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. May God bless his word. This week, before I share with you for about 15 minutes the message of God to us on this beautiful Easter morning, I received a, uh, an email from our missionary in Spain. And he addressed the email as such. 
Praise the Lord. The tomb is empty. How about that? Praise the Lord. The tomb is empty. And he, I, he attaches to the email four pictures of the tomb. And because I have to, a story to tell you, I thought we'd show you these four pictures. So they were received from, from Seville this, this week. Can we dim it a little bit so they can see it? I want to tell you, first of all, I was there. I want to tell you a little experience I had. This is the tomb. Now, uh uh-huh, that's a better picture. Uh, Give us the other picture, please, uh, Randy. This is the entrance. That's the inside. You see that there's an elevated stone there. I went inside. I was not happy to just look at the tomb from the outside. I was with a brother from Jerusalem. And I've asked him, I want to leave you here. I want to go inside. And I want to sit where Jesus laid down. I went inside and sat there. Put my hands over my head there. I don't know whether I cried. It's been 40 years. And I can tell you one thing. This was a feeling to remember for the rest of my life. I sat there where Jesus died and was laid for you and for me. What an experience. When I received them, I said, hallelujah, what a great Savior. We have an empty tomb. We can visit an empty tomb. And do you know one thing? Is there any more pictures? That's it. Oh, that's it. So I wanted you to know my experience there was an awesome experience that since 40 years, it's still vivid in my mind, in my, in my heart, in my inner eyes. Jesus was led there. And I had the privilege to be there. And I sat in his tomb. When I go, go and get there, I want to go to him and say, you know, my Lord and my Savior, I sat in your tomb. And you know what he's going to tell me probably? I died for you, Adol. And I thank God for his salvation. He saved my life. Why do you seek the living one among the dead? This is a wonderful day. This is a glorious day. And it was a glorious morning, though the rain was coming down hard today. And we haven't seen the sun Since quite some time, Uh, this is not New York, folks. This is California. But we thank God for the rain. And uh, maybe next year we won't have as much rain as this year. But he knows what he's doing, right? So let's accept it. And uh, hopefully next week we will taste some sunshine and go out and enjoy his wonderful creation. Christ is risen and he's risen indeed. This world today is fighting even the thought, the memory, the mention of Resurrection Day. They want to treat it as any other day. They tried for Christmas and they failed. And they're trying for Eastern and they're failing. You know why? Because you cannot find God. God is above all. 
amidst the sad news that we have in the world today and we keep receiving day after day. Do you feel with me that there's anger in the world today? Their hatred toward God? Let alone the fear from epidemics, pestilences, catastrophes, which are becoming rampant in our days and age. We can hardly see a day passing by without hearing or reading or watching a catastrophe somewhere in the world. Do you agree with me? Amid the crash of wrecked hopes, wrecked families, news of wars, calamities, natural disasters, the threat of terror everywhere. There is one great fact that gives comfort and joy and hope and promise to each and every heart. The fact is that God raised Jesus Christ from the, amongst the dead. That empty tomb in the garden of Jerusalem means the devil is defeated and Jesus Christ remains victorious forever and ever. And this morning I want to bring in within 15 minutes a message to you. What is the message today from the tomb? Or what is the message of Easter today? What kind of message we should get from the Lord Jesus Christ who rose victorious? I have three words to give you. From the empty tomb, there comes the first one. Death is conquered. Remember that. Death is conquered. Why do you seek the living amongst the dead? They went to the tomb to visit the tomb. And many people go visit the tombs of their loved ones after they die. And you see people taking flowers to put on their tombs, on their graveyards. And they sit there. And some people have picnics there. That I cannot understand. (laughs) At all. At all. But people visit. But I have not read, I have not seen, there was not one word in the Bible, in the New Testament, that the disciples, or those who were close to the Lord Jesus Christ, after He rose from the dead, that they visited His tomb. No one. Reminds me of a story of a Christian person who was in Jerusalem, visiting. And here comes To his guide. The guide was a Muslim. And the Muslim at a certain time he stopped. He said, I want to tell you something. You guys, you have, you are, you are completely lost. He said, why? Why is that? He said, you know, we Muslims, every year we go to Mecca and we have a big black stone, square stone, twice as big as this place here. And we go and visit the tomb of Muhammad. And we cry there, and we celebrate there, and we go to the Hajj, and we spend some time there. And the Christian smiled and laughed from the depth of his heart. He said, and that's the difference. You visit a dead man, but we visit an empty tomb, a living Savior. That's the difference. Death is conquered. 
There's much variance. There's not much variance in all the four Gospels about the Lord Jesus' death and resurrection. But the final word that the four Gospels speak about is Jesus is alive. Go spread the news. Christ is risen. And devil is defeated. The disciples found, found it difficult at the very beginning to believe this. But the Lord told them many times that I will have to die and I will be raised on the third day. Today, this tremendous fact, this tremendous fact, Easter morning, is the foundation and triumph of the Christian faith. The one great fact that gives comfort, joy, hope, and promise the hearts of many Christians, and thank God we have many of them today here, the fact that over 2,000 years ago, God raised the crucified Christ from the dead. The devil is defeated, and Jesus Christ is victorious. Praise God for that. And guess what? His death, he abolished death. By his death, he abolished death. And gave us a new hope. A new life. And his cry. Is the mightiest cry. That man can ever hear. I am. The truth. And I am life itself. I have come. To give them life. And what? Life eternal. Death is abolished completely. And what happened to death? You say, people are still dying. People die. Yes, the people without Christ, if you ever die, you are going to die. When you die, not if, when you die without Christ, you die to spend eternity in hell and damnation. I'm telling you the truth. I, with all due respect to each and every one. And if you die... With Christ in your heart, having Jesus Christ as your Savior, you die to rise again to be with Jesus Christ because he rose from the dead. He said, because I live, do you believe Christ? Do you believe Christ? Because I live, who can complete this? You shall live also. Did he ever promise anything and did not accomplish his promise? So, let's have a great hope. That he promised that he will come again to take us and be with him. And I hope none of you here in the congregation will see death. Provided you have Jesus Christ as your Savior. And I hope and I pray that each and every person will hear that last trumpet sound. And we shall be all taken and be with Jesus Christ forever and ever. Death is conquered. Death who was a master. Jesus went down to the grave and conquered that enemy forever and ever. He abolished death completely and gave you and me. He says, this is death. Yes, we are going to die if the Lord tarries. Death, instead of being the enemy, he becomes the slave. And when you, Christian, die... 
You know, it becomes, it says, in the Bible it says, we shall not all sleep. It will be like sleeping. Do you remember how you sleep on every day? You put your head on the pillow and you close your eyes, you sleep. Some people sleep quite just like that. Some people have to turn three, four times or 15 minutes, then they sleep. Some people have to read a book, but they sleep. Death becomes to the Christian like taking this nap and you open your eye immediately and you are in the presence of the Lord. Isn't that something? He opened that. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what he did. He conquered death for you and me. And, and death as a slave, he comes and takes you by the hand. He says, yes, yes. And you cross the river and you reach the other shore. And that's it for you and for me. It's no more that enemy, that big enemy, the fear of death is taken out. The clause of death is no more there. And one day, when you and I are going to be lifted up in heaven, and we shall join the chorus of all the people who have been saved, all those Christians coming and flying through the skies and going to meet the Lord in the air, we shall be singing better than our choir. Though they are a great choir, we shall be singing these songs in, in uh, four, four basses, whatever you like. We shall, we shall singing, O death, where is thy sting? And you know what? And those who are still alive and are going to be taken to meet us in the, in the, in the air, they are going to sing the song they're going to repeat the second, the second cantar of it. It says, O grave, where is thy victory? O grave, where is thy victory? And I hope we will all sing the second portion of it. O grave, where is thy victory? Because God is going to take us to be with him. Death is completely conquered. Rest assured, dear Christian, that you are not going to see death the way you think about it. And the way it was Destined to be, Jesus took the power of death and completely left death in his agony down in the grave and rose victorious. He rose, you and I shall rise with him forever and ever and be with him. The second point, and I'm rushing through that. He revealed immortality. He revealed immortality. And this morning at the breaking of bread, Roger stood up. He said, I want to share something with you about how God gave us eternal life. Immortality, that means eternal life. He gave you and me eternal life. Listen what he says in the Bible. In John 10, 28. And I immediately say, I give eternal life to them. And they shall never perish. And no one shall snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. I give them what? Eternal life. It's a gift from God. It's not something you work for. It's not something you uh, uh, you, uh, aim for. It's a gift. Do you hear that awesome impact of that great promise that God has given you and me? To live eternally with him. People didn't know that of the Old Testament. It was revealed to us. The people of the New Testament. And thank God we're living in this dispensation. And God is telling us. I am here. I rose to give you eternal life. Because I live. How do you, 
How long do you think Jesus is going to live? Forever. Amen. There is no limit for Jesus' life. Because he said, I live, you shall live what? Also. That means as long as I live, you are going to live like me. How about that? Let this fact be in your mind and in your heart. Dear Christians, the resurrections, the, the result of Jesus being raised from the dead is to give us eternal life. Life eternal. He abolished, it says in Timothy, he abolished death completely and gave us eternal life. He did not say, maybe you will have eternal life. Remember that. Talk to any Christian, any little Christian, or big Christian, young Christian, or old Christian. I say, how was your day? I said, I'm fine. How is your life? I'm doing fine. I have some problems in life, but by the grace of God, I am making it. How is the journey? It's not easy, but we are going through it. And every Christian will tell you, and guess what? I'm not worried. When the Lord comes, I shall be with him, and then I shall be forever in his presence. Wow. Are you sure about that? Yes. Who told you that? The Bible tells me that. We believe in the Bible, by the way. It's the only book that we believe in, and we believe in every word of God that is written. It's not contested. We don't question it. We just live by it. That Christian that you're talking to is... That life is settled for him. The past, his sins are settled. The present is going through grace. And the future is in the hands of God. He knows that he has eternal life. Past, present, and future he bought. He bought through the cross. Jesus Christ bought him a what? A security that no one has except the one in Jesus Christ. He bought himself an insurance that no one can give except Jesus Christ himself. Eternity is revealed. Life, immortality is for you, dear Christian, and for everyone who takes the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior. You don't have to fear death anymore when you have Jesus. This is what he did when he rose from the death. To give you eternal life. And give you life more. When he says life more abundant. This is what he meant. Thirdly. We said first. Death is conquered. Secondly. Immortality. Is revealed. Thirdly. As a result. Lives are being changed. Many believed when he rose from the death. Disciples' lives have been changed. And they were never the disciples who were fearful, hesitant, weak. They went in the power of resurrection and conquered the whole world. And through that centuries, the Lord Jesus Christ is still winning souls because of this great day. When he rose victorious from the death. This is our foundation. This is what God has given us. This is an undeniable fact. 
that neither you, listen to this, nor anyone else can stop a real resurrection. I mean by this, Jesus rose, that was his resurrection, and he promised to raise each and every person to come to him from the death of their sins. And God today is able still, on this Easter day, to raise you from the sins that you are in and raise you victorious over them and give you eternal life and give you immortality if you believe in him. Do you believe that? In spite of all the efforts of the Jewish leaders, they sealed the tomb. They put the big stone there. They got some people to come. The soldiers came there. And they did the utmost, the impossible, to prevent anyone to come near the tomb. Guess what? They can do anything. But when God sends angels to move the stone, to move that, no one can stop angels because this is the power of God. He raised him from the dead. It's not the work of man. It's the work of God. After three days, they forgot what he said. All of them. After three days, he says, I will rise again. These carnal-minded so-called religious leaders did not know. I mean, they knew nothing about the ability of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And one thing I can tell you, if the Lord wants to raise you from your sins, from your life, your present life, your living in, no one can stop it. If you make a decision to live after the Lord Jesus Christ, no one can touch it. Let me tell you one thing this morning. What is written in Romans chapter 6, verse 3, it states, those who are baptized into Christ are baptized into his death, and in the same manner that Christ is resurrected, you shall be resurrected to a new life in Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? He will resurrect you from your sins, from your life, and give you eternal life. You can stop a fake one, but you cannot stop a real resurrection in the Lord Jesus Christ. Look around. Take a moment. What do you see? Men and women who were dead spiritually. I was one of them. They are alive today. Because he lives. Because of his resurrection. And if he did not rise, we will not be here. I assure you we will be somewhere else. Maybe some of us will be dead. And these people, you look around you. They could not change themselves. They could not make any move without the power of Christ that he gave them. This is why the apostle... Paul said, and if Christ has, been, has not been risen, then our preaching is vain. And your faith is also vain. People get excuses. And tell you, well, listen. My life cannot be changed the way you expected and you told me about it. You say, I have so many, so many things that are 
withholding me from taking the Lord Jesus Christ, the resurrected Christ, to be my Savior and live a life, a victorious life like Him. Well, I can tell you one thing. I, let me give you some excuses and see if they work. You can blame society. How about that? You can blame your spouse. You can do that, can you? Okay. You can blame your children. You can blame your parents. You can blame your neighbors. You can blame the hypocrites in the church. You can blame bad breaks. You can blame wrong side of the bed. Circumstances. Or your tough childhood. And you, you you can blame everyone. When you don't want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You do not want to resurrect your life by the power of Christ. You have one million excuses to give. They are endless. But if you want to be resurrected to a new life. If you want your life to be changed. You will be changed. It's your own choosing. And no one else's. And this is why the result, the message from the empty tomb this morning to you or this afternoon is, I can change your life. I can still change your life. I don't know about you, but he changed my life. Many, many years ago. And I can tell you one thing. I never looked back. And I am happy. As we sang this morning. I am happy all the day. Oh, what a beautiful day. The Lord touched my life and changed me. And I am living by the power of his resurrection on a daily basis. And he gives me grace to continue the journey. And I'm looking forward to meet him in the air. Not to see, to see the grave, but to meet him in the air. And then I shall be with him forever and ever. The message to you from that tomb today, from that empty tomb, is I can change your life. I have conquered death and I can give you eternal life. Would you take that life and leave this place rejoicing? Happy, not fearful anymore, taking him as your Savior. And then you can say, come death, I will say, oh death, where is thy sting? Come the Lord Jesus Christ, I will say, oh grave, where is thy victory? And I will live for him eternally forever and ever. This is the message. It's not the message that we go and, as I heard this morning, we we can't wait to go have an egg hunt. It's, oh, kids love egg hunt. It's not going out and having a brunch together. It's not going out and getting drunk. It's not getting together the families, which is also good. I'm not against that. It's good to be together. But one thing, one thing is more important than any other meeting you have. Your soul. You made your peace with God. If you made your peace, if you have accepted Him as the person who can resurrect you from the dead of your sins and give you eternal life. You can leave these doors and say, thank you, Lord, for a wonderful life that I have. And then I can have a happy Easter. Would you do that this morning? He came to change your lives. He didn't want you to live just not knowing what's going to happen. 
So many people, you ask them, do you know what's going to happen? No, no one knows. Only God knows. Guess what? The Christian know what's going to happen. I know I'm going to be with the Lord forever and ever. How about that, Roger? Uh Uh-huh. My bodyguard. Amen. Are you sure? That's it. Don't leave this place before you make sure that he changes your life. And if not, you can bow your head. Let's bow our heads. And say, Lord Jesus, this is your day. Easter day. Make it a birthday. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus washed my sins away. Make it a day where you give him your life. Let him take charge of your life. And say, I am not going to leave this place without being having my life changed. And it's in your hands. As I said, it's in your hands. While you're... Praying... I ask you to be honest with yourself. If you are saved, say thank you, Lord, for your salvation. If you're not, if you're not, say, Lord, I come this morning to take you as my Savior. You're the one who died for me on the cross as we heard from the choir. You rose from the death victorious to give me immortality and give me eternal life please change this life and make it a life for you that's all pray that prayer and if there's someone who wants me to pray for him if there's a young lady a young man who wants me to pray for him, say, Adol, really, I want the Lord to change my life. Just while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, just lift up your hand, say, Adol, as if you tell me, Adol, I want you to pray for me. If there's, some, if there's one here, I will pray for you. I won't tell anyone. Amen. That's one. Amen. Is there anyone else? Say, Lord, I want you to change my life. I didn't see a hand there. Amen. Amen. Is is there another person? Amen. I want you to to take charge of my life. I don't want to live anymore in fear. I want to live for you. Is there anyone else? Amen. Amen. May God bless you. Any other person? We're going to close the meeting and we're going to go home. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. We are in the presence of God. Our Father, we thank you. We pray that these hands that were lifted, that you'll take them, take their hearts, change them. We believe in changed lives. We believe that you can do marvels in the hearts of your people. We thank you for this day. We thank you for Easter Day. We thank you for each and every person who came today. And we pray that we'll never forget why you came, why you died, 
and why you rose from the dead to give us this wonderful life and life eternal. We thank you for the opportunity. Bless the congregation. Be with each and every one. Protect each and every person, each and every family from the dangers of the road and whatever their program, whatever they have to do, be with them and give them a good day. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen.